full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and AJ Salveson with you here. Uh, this one, just whatever's in front of your face would probably be preferred. <laughs> All <laughs> I mean, right, just, just take the mic that's there. Are you in a good mood today? Uh, sure. No. I can tell. Eric, we've been around each other for three years. It's actually almost three and a half years. I can tell. Okay, I used to be your, uh, you know, your little uh, doer-upper guy. I used to do everything for you. Doer-upper guy? Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. Because if... I mean, subject to interpretation... (laughs) So I just want to make sure you're all right. You know, you're my guy. Doer, upper guy. Are you Are you doing all right today? You just seem like you're a little bit off. A little bit, uh, a little bit snappy. A little bit snappy. What's going on? Talk to me. It's all good. Talk to me, Goose. It's all good. Is there a reason why you booted me out? I mean, I could have recorded for you, and you're like, no, get out of here. I want, no, I want you out now. But I just... Dude, I told you why. I told you why. It's because I suck. I no. know. No. <laughs> No, you were doing me a favor, and I needed to come in and finish the job. It's my burden to bear. Like I, Ajay doesn't need to uh, be saddled with this responsibility. Actually, it's kind of good because I'm trying to finish up some audio for tomorrow's show. I'm uh, we're gonna have a not it's not a, it's not a segment, but it's gonna be just a small snippet that's gonna start occurring every Friday. Oh, yeah. I I honestly I think you'll enjoy it too. It'll be a good way to kind of put the Put the cap on the week, so mm. yeah, you'll enjoy it. Okay. Uh, um, I like caps. We all like we like poles. We like caps. That's how we are over here. Wait, I, you like poles? Oh, I love poles. I lo- who doesn't like poles? Are you talking like uh, an opinion poll? I like poles, Eric. Or like those poles that are used to hold hold up like your patio and stuff like that. I thought you were saying the poles that hold up humans. Are you thinking of a different kind of pole? (laughs) (laughs) I like poles. I I don't know. This is, we're off the rails. Hey, are you, okay. I want to ask our uh, our listeners, our Gil Mortgage text line's open, 435-339-0321. By the way, those two tickets went to waste last night. Nobody wanted them. It's a bummer. Turns out, look, it was a good game. Yeah, it was a great game. High scoring, close. 124-120 was your final. How about, by the way, how about Sam Merrill? Oh, my gosh. 8 of 13 from deep, 7-11 from the field. That guy was money. He was on fire. That was awesome. And some of those threes were contested, too. Yeah, he looked smooth. Doesn't he look so good? In rhythm. Eric, if he goes to the G League, do you think he has a shot to actually play, as they would say, maybe in the show, that he actually gets to play on the main roster of the NBA, does he have any shot at all? Well, I think what he did last night was a definitive statement from Sam Merrill that I belong in the NBA. Yes. 
Don't send me to the G League. Don't cut me from your roster. I belong. I get it. It's a preseason game. And you have to consider the, the type of competition he's going up against. But look, at this late stage in preseason, you're playing against guys who are rotation yeah, guys. There's starter guys who, yeah, and there's, yeah, that's a great point. There's bench guys who are going to be rotational guys who are going to get regular minutes who are playing in the, the preseason right now. Sam was 11 of 17, 8 for 13 from beyond the arc. He'd only had three points all preseason before that game, so he needed to have a yeah, big Yeah, he needed a show big game, out. yep. He would fit so well on a rotational with that team, like uh, Jean Morant, Dylan Brooks, those guys. He would fit so well with what they are trying to do. He fits it perfectly, Eric. He's unselfish. He's got a great shooting stroke. I think he makes good decisions. Um, I haven't really paid attention too much to the defensive part. Maybe that's an issue. I don't know. But he would, he'd be great. He really would. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him get some NBA rotational minutes this year. I really would. And I hope he does. Um, 5-2-4-2. Speaking of past Aggies, I was at the Smithfield Rec Center and saw Jalen Moore balling out last night. So, That's Jay, cool. So, Jalen Moore, th- this is how fair this team is. Jalen Moore, Quinn Taylor, the Hendricks kid who played at Wyoming that nearly beat Sam Merrill and, and Amish Keta out of the tournament are all on the same team. And they have one more Division One guard, too. <laughs> in, like, a rec league? Yeah, it's a rec oh league. And they're gosh. just they're just kicking the... I, I, maybe 5-2-4-2 help me out. But they are... And it's Jalen Moore with them. They're just kicking the crap out of teams, uh, dude. Who would stand a chance They're just dominating teams. Uh, like, you know, we're, I mean, we, we, uh, we, we didn't win a conference. You know what? I would sign up to be in that league just to say... Hey, I played against Jalen Moore, and I know I got dunked on. And all those I got guys. dunked on by Quinn Taylor. <laughs> it was the most incredible feeling in the world. I just you know, every now and then, uh, hey, I got a shot up on these guys. <laughs> it might have got blocked. I don't think it made. I don't think it got to the rim, but I definitely took a shot on him. <laughs> I I got a flagrant foul on Hendricks, man. God, I just laid one on him and said, "Got mine." There we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, five two four two. They That's won eighty five sixty five. The college guys stopped trying. I, uh, what's the fun in that? Come on, <laughs> you got like five Division one players on this team. What's the point of playing? Gal nine three one five. Sam will be in the NBA. He will go far. I hope. He's got I, Memphis is the right spot for him. I think it's better than what Milwaukee was for him. And I think the roster allows him to have opportunities. Well, the, the, the Milwaukee system really did fit for Sam. Was the roster just deep though? It was just it was deep. I mean his his chances of getting playing time and such a quality team I mean the team that won the championship. <laughs> yeah. So his chances of seeing the floor on a somewhat regular basis were really limited. Yeah. Uh Memphis, look, that's a young up and coming team. There might be a chance for him. I don't know if he gets rotation minutes, but uh, he's certainly making a case. Yeah, well, I don't think he was making a case until last night. I mean, if he only scored uh, three points before last night. But uh, but then, Eric, you know what? I, I think Quinn Snyder might have said this, and I think a couple – I can't remember who said it. When they're looking at rotational minutes, they're looking at more than just the points. There's more than just points. They're looking at things that they're doing on the court, decisions that they're making on the court, leadership on the court, and I think Sam's doing all right with that regard. So if that's what they're looking at, I don't think they're going to say, well, he only scored three points. He's not going to belong on an NBA roster. There's no way. I, I think they just counted down to that. 
they might have more that they see and more that they like that they think that they're going to this, this guy is going to be something special. Yeah, I hope so. Me too. Certainly hope Me so. Me too. I just want to see him get him get rotational minutes. I want to just see him get a shot, get a chance. Let's see what he looks like. And if he doesn't pan out, then hey, it's a G League it is then. But man, let's give him a shot here. I, I think I think there are a couple of NBA rosters who would like to have somebody oh, who can yes. oh, shoot like gracious. that, Absolutely. handle the ball like he can. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how does Nami- how did Demiash do it? Do we know how he's done so far in the pre? I haven't really heard a lot about him actually. Uh, kind of quiet from what I understand. Yeah. He did uh, get some action just the other night. I saw some clips of that. You think he's a G League guy too? Uh, he the uh, the Kings play the Lakers tonight. By the way, oh, on NBA TV. I'd like to see him get just a few minutes in that. Eight o'clock. You might probably will. And that's on NBA TV. You said NBA. I'll TV. have to watch that. I'm excited about. Yeah, that's good for him. I hope he gets a thing see with, some with time Mimi's, sim- Kind of a similar story. Like he's. There's some guys that are more experienced ahead of him on that roster. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I don't know. I mean, he, there's a chance. Sure, if somebody gets hurt or someone's not doing it very well. Uh, the other night, he played three minutes in their win over the Blazers. He played three minutes, one uh, one for one field goal and uh, one rebound. So he's getting minimal minutes right now, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Two points, one rebound. Well, it's only his first year too. I, one I don't turnover, think I one personal much. foul. And he was in a he was, was he was a first round pick, wasn't he? Or second round? I can't he remember. Was second round. Second round. Okay. And, and, and again, it's his first early year. second. Round. I need to let them. Yeah. Let let it kind of sink in a little bit. Maybe he'll see some more minutes. Hopefully, by the end of the season, he'll get some more minutes, and he'll be part of even just a small rotation of minutes. For him, but again, I just I go back to Sam. I, I really, really, really want to see him get a shot in in just NBA regular season regular rotation minutes and see what he does. I want to see what he gives the Memphis Grizzlies. I think he would be a great fit with them with what they're doing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, he's a shooter. Uh, he's got good size. Uh, he can play. I think solid enough defense to. To stay on the floor, I'm not going to claim he's some great defender, but I'm also not going to say he's a terrible defender. Oh no, me, I, I won't either. Yeah, not at all. Uh, who do you think you've seen both play pretty regularly more than I did, Eric? Who is the better defender, JC or Sam? Um, probably Sam. But not by much, just the way you're answering that. Yeah. There's not too much. So JC was probably a better defender than what Stu Morrow led on to then. He was. Okay. Stu was just being Stu. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're probably bragging about how great JC is. And he's like, wow, he's bad at defending. He can't defend anybody. Yeah, he's got to bring him down. I could just see Don't that. Let him I could get just too see high. that totally being Stu, man. <laughs> by the way, that was so much fun yesterday. And thanks for allowing us to do that right off the cuff of bringing Gary Wilkinson in. It is so good to see him. Yeah, that was such fun. a massive part of the Aggie lore that doesn't get it. If I dare say, Eric, and you would know better than I would, and so would Al, but doesn't get enough of the appreciation that he should. Like we talk about Ty Wesley, Spencer Nilton, Namiyash Keda, uh, Desmond Penegar. I don't even know who that dude is, but but he gets more, <laughs> you know, coverage than Gary Wilkins. Like Gary's a Gary was a great ball player. Yeah, he was, and didn't get a whole lot of love. 
I don't know that he didn't get a whole lot of love. I think when he was playing, he did get a lot of love. Did he? Got, he? Yeah. We talked about him all the time. He was a big part of what they were doing. Played a big role. That was nuts. I, I mean, I knew Dude, that era was special. I didn't special, know they went 34-0 home in his but career. he never lost a home game. <laughs> that blows my mind, man. So crazy. Dude, and like, but you know what? When I look at some of those teams, they were good, Eric. I mean, even a young version of Tyler Newbold and J.C. Carroll. <laughs> Oh man, they, those were special years. Oh yeah, weren't weren't they? Are we getting back to there in regards of the atmosphere of the spectrum, Eric? Or are we still a long ways away? Because uh, I never it went started, to a lot of games. Yeah, the last few years, it was heading that direction. That's a bummer. And so well, I say it's a bummer. Hopefully, what, we can continue it. You know, yeah, let's hope that it continues to build and continues to grow. I just yeah, I want I want I want to get it back there. Hey, I think I asked you this question before. I know we're kind of off topic, but I don't care anymore. What uh, What are you reading? You look really intensely reading. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'll tell you in a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. I, I want to make it part of the show today, but uh, okay. just looking over a few things. Uh, who do you think – give me one player in, the, in this recent Aggie in the last three years that would have thrived in the Stu Morrill system, and then give me one player in the Stu Morrill system that you would have loved to see play in Craig Smith's system. So an Aggie in Stu, in the Stu era? That, that would have been, been great for Craig Smith and his team and would have thrived. And then vice versa? Vice versa. I think, um, hmm, really good question. I, I think maybe if, if JC would have played under Craig Smith, he would have let him f- fly from three maybe a little bit more. Okay. But, Didn't he I don't set know, a record that, in threes? Or, Stu, oh, he set a record in points. Stu did a really good job of, of designing plays to allow JC to get free with screens and double screens and things like that. Every defense knew... JC was the scorer. Every defense was throwing guys at him. So Stu devised ways to make sure he could get JC loose. Um, but uh, huh. well, that's interesting. I don't know. That's a really good question. I always wondered, and you can help me more because I, I was. But with Craig Smith, was, the, he he instilled a little bit more freedom in his players. Like they, oh yeah, they had a little more freedom to. Look what the defense was giving them, yeah. and based on and what was going and how the game was going, they had more freedom. Stu was, I am running the plays. I am telling you what plays to institute. And what, and what side to go to, right? And if you're not going to do way. it right, I'm going to pull you from the floor. I don't care how hot you are. If you're not doing it how I want it done, there will be repercussions. So I always wondered, and and help me on this, and listeners too, please, if, if you know better than I would, 435 would Jalen Moore, would he have been great in Craig Smith's system or just okay? Oh, I think he would have been good. See, Jalen Moore was a little bit of the, he was the tail end of Stu, but he was more Tim Durier. And I, I hate to, well, I'm going to say it, but I think Tim Durier hurt his career more than helped it. Yeah. I mean, Tim tried to do the, hey, Stu has had so much control on what you do, I'm going to try to lay out more and give you more freedom to launch threes whenever you want and stuff like that. Yeah, and so he did open things up a bit, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know. It um, just didn't really kind of work. It didn't work. So I, I would think Jalen Moore or 
Could you imagine and what they could have done with either Ty Wesley or Gary Wilkinson on Craig Smith's team? Like Gary would have been a perimeter big man, and they and Craig would have just used him in so many lethal ways, just stretch defenses out to thin. Ty Wesley wasn't an athletic big man. You see what they did with Namish. If you would have put, and this would have been incredibly unfair, if you would have put Ty and Namish on the court together, yeah, nobody's stopping that offense. Nobody is stopping that offense. High level passing. Oh my gosh! Great footwork. So smart. Uh, I, I think Spencer Nelson kind of epitomizes See, the Craig was, Smith yep, Gata attitude. Yep. Yeah, go get. That's a guy who's going to dive into the bench to go save a ball in an exhibition game. That's what Spencer Nielsen was. That's who. I, that's what made him so special. And then I'm trying to think of a guy who would have thrived in Stu Stumarol's system. Diogo Brito. He was a pretty fundamental basketball player. Stu man, Stu would have loved Diogo. He was very fundamental. Like it had to be ran a certain way. It had to be done a certain way. And if it wasn't, then I mean, it just didn't roll out with Diogo. Like. Diogo would have been great in Stu Morrill's system. Yeah. Alfonso? I mean, did that... Um, I don't... I, I, it's a good... I don't know. Stu probably would have preferred he stay in the post. Yeah. And he but was, he is a little bit more... Get out, he's, he? he's kind of a Desmond Penninger type, though. How did Desmond do in Stu Morrill's system? Good. Was he really good? Yeah. Dude, I just I would love to go back and. That yeah, guy had a shot at the NBA. Really? Mm-hmm. I would just some of those guys I see. I would have loved to see thrive in that. I mean, Brady Jordan. Brady Jordan would have been great in Craig Smith's era. Brady would have done really awesome things for the uh, for the Aggies. Eight four two zero. Oh, geez, I didn't think about this. Eight four two zero. Great text. Nate Harris would have thrived more with Craig Smith. By the way, JC and Tony Brown thrived in Stu's system. Craig may have not gotten as much as Stu did out of him. That's fair. I don't see... Uh, Tony was a great player. Tony was a right fit in Stu's era. The best fit in Stu's era. I think JC would have been alright in Craig. What Don't you think? Well, See, the thing is with, with, with Stu, he always had a good big man. That defenses had to pay attention to, and then he always had an outside shooter, and putting those kind of on a, uh, a opposing magnetic fields, if you will, uh, you, you can't just focus on the one. I mean, you have to respect both, and that's what made his offenses thrive. Because if you're going to put your attention out on the shooter, he's, they're just going to dump it down to the big guy, and he's going to punish you. If you try to bring everybody back to make it hard for the big man in the middle, and you got a lethal shooter out on the perimeter. Nate Harris was special, wasn't he? I got to see good. a little bit of Nate. He was. He was really boy. Good. He was because okay, so he played with uh, Spencer Nilton, right? It was him and yes, Nate together. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what a tandem that was! Oh my heck, yeah, Nate would have been. Nate's awesome. Nate was one of the better big men I ever saw play in high school basketball. Ever. Period. End of story. In high school basketball, Nate was in, is in my top three of ever I ever saw play in high school. He was amazing. And he he was one of those Gata kind of guys, too, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Kind of got after you, let yeah, you oh, have yeah. it. He was physical. Him and Spencer on the court, my gosh, they were special. 
you know, sometime, and I don't, I don't want to do overall ever again. But maybe we ought to rank ever again. <laughs> you know where I'm going here. Yeah. <laughs> you lock yourself into some tight corners. Sometimes we need to hard do to get top out five of. big men. Have we ever done top, top five big men in USC basketball history? Because there's a list of them. And then you do guards. There's a list of them. Oh, man. I just, jeez, Moise. Some of these guys. Tyler Newbold, best shooters on the team. I mean, Green was great. Tyler Newbel was deadly. J.C. Carroll, Sam Merrill, Jared Quayle. Jared Quayle was underrated, too. Really underrated. Uh, J.C. would have been, let's see, 9315. J.C. would be great to ask this question, too. Would, I don't know if he would answer it entirely. He'd probably try to skim through the question just so he doesn't have to, I don't know, deal with the feedback. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like, you... You really only know what you've gone through. And, like, he spent he, – he doesn't really spend a lot of time around here when Craig Smith was, was coaching. 5242. Joe would be up there. I was like, who's Joe? And it's like, Joe Mama. <laughs> Joe Mama. <laughs> All right, 5242. Got jokes. Okay, 8420. Stu's earlier teams were tough to beat at the Spectrum, asked Rick Majerus. Not so much in the later years. We are a long ways from those Spectrum crowd days. I'm – and you know what? I only went to like I think just a few games. I mean, we I we didn't have the money to be able to go get tickets and go to games all the time, and so I mean, I, I missed a lot of great of peak Utah State basketball, which is really unfortunate. So I saw a lot of games on TV. Um, well, I'm, I'm I'm really not kidding. I I think we said this before, but um, you really would. Uh, it was the hottest ticket in town. And you would buy a ticket. You didn't know who was coming, but you bought it because you wanted to be there with the atmosphere that was going on. It almost and Because seemed, those teams were great, but the crowd was amazing. And, and it almost seems, Eric, what back then in those glory... I, I, I don't even know what to call it. The vintage Utah State days of basketball, it was... You didn't ask anybody, hey, where are you going on Saturday night? Or what are you doing on Wednesday night? It's, do you have a ticket to the game? Because that's where we're going. It's, where are you sitting Yeah, where Saturday. that? There you go. That's where you're sitting. Yeah, that's a great way to and, put and it. And even though that arena would only hold like 10,000 plus, I feel like you, it, you'd swear. like it, it, I heard like, it was like standing room, like all the way. And well, you'd swear it would sit uh, every person in the valley because everybody knew what was going on and everybody would claim that they were there. I, I remember because I, it was so electric. I heard a story, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a story that when they played Nevada at home, I, what Nevada was like a top ten team or a top sixteen team, I think, um, that the crowd was so big that people, like some people, somehow got into the spectrum, and it was like there was a crowd standing behind the seats at the very top. Trying and there's people sitting like on top of the wall, trying to get a view of the game. Like that's how absolutely jam packed it was. And I kind of what that oh seven or something. If it's that game, um, it was that the, you're uh, thinking of. Uh, I was there, and my gosh, I don't think I've ever been in a more raucous. Someone loud said they felt like the building was shaking after someone hit a three. Oh yeah, they they they, they swear nuts. the building was shaking when 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 the guy hit a three. And I can't remember who it was. I was gone at the time serving the church mission, so I didn't, I didn't see it. But I'd only heard about it, and that's, <laughs> I want that back. 
8420, common denominator with both Sam and Nate. Very high defensive IQ. Compensator for slower guys. Yeah, they were. Sam wasn't fast. By any means of the stretch, he he was no. crafty with the ball, but he wasn't fast. JC was Mach nine, man. JC was Mach nine, hair on fire. He was quick. Nate was so good defensively. Oh my goodness! And he was really smart. I think you said this great footwork in the post too. Him and Gary and Ty Stu had probably. I mean, if you were to look at the top big men in Utah State basketball history, I think Stu had the top three. I don't know where you're putting Amish, but. Boy, Nate was good, Gary was great, and Ty was, I think Ty was an honorable mention All-American or something? Uh, he was an AP uh, All-American, honorable mention. I mean, come on, Eric. Yeah. Give me a break. Goodness, we got to get Ty on the show, too. I need to I need to reach out to that guy. <laughs> he won't respond to me, but if you or Newbold respond to him, it reach out. He'll be like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. Uh, more to get through here today on the Full Court Press. Uh, big showdown in Major League Baseball oh, tonight. can't wait. Golly. Uh, the... the uh, top four watched games in the Major League Baseball playoffs so far have all featured the Dodgers and Giants. Will we get another treat tonight? Uh, kind of a controversial decision today in Major League Baseball with a, a, a coaching a coach getting fired. Want to get your perspective on that? Uh, we've got an uh, interesting report from USA Today about college. Uh, football coaches and their salaries. What do the Mountain West Conference coaches, what do they make? Who's getting a good deal and who's overpaying? We'll look into that coming up on the Full Court Press. This year, celebrate your anniversary with diamond jewelry from S.E. Needham Jewelers. Adorned in diamonds, she will feel elegant and cherished. Choose from a large selection of diamond bands, diamond pendants, and diamond earrings. Also, you'll enjoy a beautiful selection of chocolate diamonds mounted in rose gold. We price our diamond jewelry with an integrity price guarantee so that you can be assured the best possible value with 12 months interest-free financing available. For the people and occasions that matter most, S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. ACC foes collide in Chapel Hill as the North Carolina Tar Heels host the Miami Hurricanes. Hi, this is TJ Reeves. Join Tony Hill and me for all the action as Sam Howell and the Tar Heels look for a Coastal Division win over Cameron Harris and the Hungry Canes. It's Miami and North Carolina. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday afternoon, beginning at 1 p.m. on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and Fantic e-bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex, Razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. Leader follow. You decide the ride. 
this is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, 5452 text in. Nothing better than when there was a pallet of toilet paper rolls sitting at center court before a game began. Once Aggies scored their first basket, the court was toilet papered. Good times. And the blue decibel lights were fun, too. Uh, I remember the, the toilet paper stuff. Um, I never really got that. I mean, there was always stuff going out on the court, and they always had to stop and delay games. I, I mean, it was cool. The, the students would stand, or they'd have their hands in the air, and you know they're making noises until the first basket. Uh, and then they'd start to throw stuff around. That was a cool atmosphere, and but stuff would always end up on the court. <laughs> I mean, that just wouldn't fly today. I mean, you'd get... Uh, delay, yeah, you, you get, get a, a fine technical, too, I think. you yeah. get fined. Yeah. What, what, was there a year, if I remember, I think it was Tony Brown's senior year, someone threw a hamburger on the court and they got a technical and Stu Marl said, quit throwing sh- on the court. <laughs> I know he's grabbed the uh, PA microphone a few times during his career. Dude, I love it. I love it. He hated, you know, that's one guy, as, as, as successful as he was, he avoided, I I can't remember what, he'd won, I think it's historic, what was, I can't remember how games he had won, and when he won it, they gave him the ball and a PA mic, and he just didn't want to talk. <laughs> he tried to keep it as short as possible. He was, man, he is a uh, gem and a forever legend here at uh, at Utah State and in Cache Valley without question. Uh, f- five four five two. not saying that they should still do that, but made for a super fun atmosphere. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it did. Hey, uh, I was wondering, I was just listening to you uh, give our tease for our segment here coming up, Eric. Coaching salaries. Now, I don't know who's, well, I do know who's making the most because, I mean, he is the best coach of all time in college football ever than anybody. So, I mean, I know who it is. But I was wondering, I just asked you off air, is he making more than NFL coaches? (laughs) And the look you gave me was like, Dude, do you know how much this guy is making right now, AJ? Now I had no clue until you told me, and that just that mind boggled me. Uh, yeah, I mean he's um, as you would suspect, Nick Saban is number one. How much is he making though? Nick Saban is making nine point seven five million dollars. Wow, good for Nick. You know what his buyout is? Can I get? Uh, I'm going to say like three point five million. If somebody wanted to come and and somehow persuade Nick Saban to leave Alabama and go somewhere else, thirty eight point four million dollars. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, that's when you it's know it's insane. 
Hey, uh, this crazy money. We uh, we we're gonna come grab Coach Saban. We want to poach, uh, come poach from you and grab uh, Coach Saban. USC. Great. That'll be thirty-eight point four million dollars, please, <laughs> and I want it in cash. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, thirty-eight point four million. The top ten coaches in college football make six million dollars or more per year. Gary Patterson is number ten. Uh, Six point one million. Ryan Day at Ohio State at six point six. Kirby Smart at Georgia seven point one. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A and M seven point five. Jimbo, wow. Dan Mullen at Florida seven point five seven. Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma seven point six seven. Dabo Swinney at Clemson eight point three seven. Woo. David Shaw at Stanford eight point nine. Ed Orgeron at Louisiana State, $9 million, and Nick Saban at 9.7. Okay, who's the most overpaid out of that group? Oh, Ed Orgeron. Me. Thank you. Yep. By probably By a, $5 million. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I think Jimbo Fisher might be overpaid, too. A couple other notables on the list of Kyle Whittingham at Utah. He's number sixteen overall in his pick. So, and and by the way, like Kyle Winningham is sixteenth on that list, but they have set up a way where he is taking care of for the rest of his life, his kids, grandkids, like the future of the Winninghams are taken care of for a very long time financially. They set that up. Uh, Five point two million dollars is what he makes. His buyout is eighteen point two five million. Well, BYU, if you're looking for a new coach, it's going to cost you a little bit. <clears throat> Holy cow, Jimbo Fisher's buyout, $95.5 million. Yeah. So overpaid. That's ridiculous. He's not even that good. He's not even that good. That's stupid. That's unreal. What's uh? Does that have Blake Anderson on there? It's kind of curious. Uh, yes, I went through all the Mountain West Conference coaches. This is the one I'm interested in. Okay, so here's <laughs> what we're going to do. We're going to go through the conference coaches, what they're paid, there's one coach who we don't know how much he makes, and they don't release the information, and that's Coach Howdy Doody uh, in Colorado Springs. Um, but everybody else, we have their numbers. And so you can think, okay, who's getting overpaid? Who is undervalued? Okay. Okay, so we're going to go from the bottom and go up. So we're going to the cheapest coaching salary and go to the highest coach's salary. Can I guess the lowest one? Is it San Jose State? Nope. Oh no, he just got an extension. I f- forgive me. It's not him. It, it it's gotta be Steve Adazio. Nope. You just mentioned number three and then number two. The lowest salaried coach in the Mountain West. I don't want to. Oh my. Jay Norvell at Nevada. Six hundred and nineteen thousand. Ranked one hundred and thirteenth overall. How is he not screamed for a pay raise yet? Yeah, that that's a that's a program that's getting way more out of their coach than what they're paying him. Uh, number one hundred eight overall is Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico. That doesn't surprise me. Seven hundred grand. Todd Graham is ninety third overall. Uh, Eight hundred thousand at Hawaii. And he was getting paid pretty a penny at the ASU, if I remember right. And then there's Blake Anderson, 86th overall, a cool $1 million even. Brady Hoke at San Diego State, ranked 85th. 
uh, just over a million, one million fifty thousand. Kalen DeBoer at uh, Fresno State, 79th, 1.35 million. Marcus Arroyo at UNLV, UNLV. ranked 78th overall at 1.5 million. <laughs> that's definitely a, a program that's overpaying for what they're getting. I mean, I, you got to think the, the people at the state uh, legislature and things like this who pay these taxpayer the taxpayers that they're looking at this. Looking at one college coach in their state, and then looking at the other, and wondering why is this flipped? Why is one guy earning twice as much, and he hasn't even won a game in two years? Uh, Andy Avalos at Boise State, seventy seventh overall, one point five million. Brent Brennan at one point five million. Yeah, he's got San an extension. Jose. Yeah. Steve Adagio, seventy fourth overall, one point five five. Dude, that is so overpaid. And then oh Craig my. Bowl. He is the highest paid coach of the Mountain West Conference, ranked 73rd overall, one basically $1.6 million. I don't get it. Uh, coaches in the AAC are making a pretty dime. Yeah. Dana Holgerson at Houston making $4 million, 33rd overall. Uh, then you've got... Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, $3.4 million. You know, he's going to get a big pay raise here soon. Um, Gus Malzahn at uh, Central Florida, 2.3. Ken Nui Matalolo at Navy is 2.3. See, why does yeah, why does Navy, why have, does Navy reveal yeah, coaching salaries? Dude, don't ask questions about Air Force. You don't want to know the but answer, But Air too. Force will not. Uh, don't ask like, questions. You don't want to know Army the answer, Army will not either, so I don't understand why. They do. I don't know. So Gus Malzahn's making what? Two point what? Gus Malzahn is making. Uh, see, he's with Central Florida. Uh, where did it go? Uh, sorry, I just had it and I scrolled down. Uh, he's making two point three. So he's making just almost four million less than he was making at Auburn. That's a humble pie to eat. Hmm. Jeff Scott at South Florida, 2.2. Rod Carey at Temple. What was Cincinnati's coach again? I'm sorry. He's making four? Uh, He's making about three, 3.4. Dude, it's one job. There's going to be offers for his name coming up after the season's over. Almost all AAC coaches make more than those in the Mountain West. I get it. I get it. I definitely do. Yep, definitely do. Cincinnati's going to be looking for a new coach after the season, though. Seth Luttrell at North Texas makes more than anybody in the Mountain West. See, now that's a shame. That's a dang shame. You know who else might get a raise? Is that UTSA coach after the season, too. What they're doing. Uh, see, 9315. We've got a couple texts here, Eric. 9315 was the vent bombshell game thing in the Stu era. I think it was with UNLV. No, that was Con Smith, wasn't it? The water bomb? Yeah. That was... Um, that was Tarkanian and Con yeah, that Smith. Was, that was before Stu. Yeah, it was Con and Tarkanian. Uh, 8003, I'll just you get a pay raise. You got to email a certain individual for that, and I've already had discussions, and it didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> um... 
Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, North Texas coach is making more than any coach in the Mountain West Conference. Is that what you told me? Yes. Come on, Eric. Jeff Trailer at UT San Antonio, he's making 830000 So he's still making a few more than... So he's making more than Todd he's... Graham, Danny Gonzalez, and Jay Norvell. Jay, that's so under... That just is disgusting. If well, he gets the an Nevada offer, he's gone, dude. Athletic department is kind of in a shambles. Yeah, like, I, I, there's I, I, no loyalty in that fan base to their football fo- uh, yeah. program. They've got great basketball product. Yeah, but uh, they they can't get fans to go watch football. They have a nice stadium too. Actually, it's it's a gorgeous area. I would I I honestly think that if Jay Norvell got an offer, and I think he might after this year, to be honest with you. I, I think he takes and he gets out and he's like, I got to go somewhere I get support or I get paid or <laughs> where people like football. Oh, he's got a great quarterback, a great running back, oh, yeah. and an if, outstanding wide receiver. If this is the year. Like, if there's any yes. chance he can get out, it's this year. 5253. Maybe Mountain West coaches would make more if the Mountain West Network wasn't canceled. Oh, I forgot about the Mountain West Network. Mountain West Network has been dead for a while. I forgot about that. Yeah, when did that die off, by the way? Was that 16 or 15? Remember, yeah, I don't remember. I remember that those days. Holy cow! Cost a lot of money. I thought it was worth it, but maybe not. Uh, you want to know the the lowest paid Power Five coach? At least it's on record. Lowest paid Power Five coach, Vanderbilt. Uh, or Kentucky. Maybe- I can't believe I just put two SEC schools in that Vanderbilt answer. is private, so they won't re- release that. Oh, geez. So that may be true, but it's not revealed. Kentucky, definitely not. They're, Mark Stoops is the 15th highest paid coach overall. No, it's at Oregon State. <laughs> no way. And he is making, where'd he go, 2.5? 2.4. Jonathan Smith. Mike Loxley at Maryland is just barely ahead of him. So those are your uh, coaching salaries in college football. Uh, Randy Edsel at Connecticut is making $1.25 million. How is that possible? That doesn't surprise me. Terrible. Just, yeah. (laughs) Doesn't surprise me at all. All right, we've got to take another time out here in the full court press. Who's, uh, Who's overpaying in the Mountain West? Who's getting a good deal? Continue to talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Your friends and neighbors know us for our large scratch and dent inventory. Now you do too. Save up to 40% on these appliances with minor cosmetic defects. For October, we've marked down our gas and electric range inventory. They start at $399. Plus, you get Daryl's exclusive two-year extended warranty. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Hi, this is Brian Webster. And I'm Garrett Tanner with Cash Valley Bank. In celebration of USU's homecoming and our post-COVID opening of our Mall Branch location in Logan, we're inviting you and your family to our customer appreciation event Friday, October 22nd, 1130 to 230. We'll have a La Unica food truck and lots of goodies and giveaways. We appreciate our great customers and community. Come enjoy some good food with us in front of the mall at 1320 North Main Logan on Friday, October 22nd. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC, and go Aggies. Tires. You need good ones, especially heading into the winter. 
But wow, can they be pricey? Express Auto and Tire has opened up the warehouse to thousands of name brand used tires for only $25 per tire. Express Auto and Tire is selling every used tire for only $25. Yes, snow tires. Yes, truck tires. Yes, every tire, only $25. This winter, hit the road with confidence. No need to book ahead, just come on in. Visit Express Auto and Tire at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week six showdown from our nation's capital as the Washington football team hosts the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs bounce back? Or will Chase Young and the Washington football team defend their home field? It's the Chiefs and the Washington football team. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, uh, USA Today, releasing their college football head coach salaries today. And uh, some of these coaching salaries are affected by pandemic pay cuts that uh, some different institutions instituted. Uh, one of the biggest pay cuts uh, reductions was Davos Sweeney with $1.25 million. Some coaches did have pay cuts. Others didn't. Um, but uh, can just give you an idea of uh, where these things are at. Uh, you would ask Matt Wells during the break. Yeah, Matt I was Wells, curious. Where's the former Aggie? How much is he making? Uh, left Utah State. Was he making a million dollars at USU? Yes. Before he left? Mm-hmm. I think he was a little bit north of a million dollars. 1.3, if I remember right. Uh, he more than doubled his salary. Right now he's making just over $3 million at Texas Tech. He might want to save some of those money right now. <laughs> don't, don't spend it all. Yeah, I would be very careful. I want to hold on to it for a bit. Uh, any other coaches that you wanted to find out about? Yeah, or? so Matt Wells, uh, who was the other one? Um, you told me, Kyle, oh, I, was, I about asked about Clay Helton, but it doesn't matter anymore. Hey, did you say Brian Shaw's making eight? Brian Shaw's num- uh, number three overall, 8.9. Here's something else to chew on. How would that compare to the NFL? Because you would ask that yeah. earlier on. Like, Nick Saban is making more than coaches? <laughs> I don't have the full list yeah, of sure. NFL coaching salaries. But top coaches. Uh, Bruce Arians, $8 million. Mike Nick's Tomlin, making more than Bruce? Mike Tomlin, $8 million. Andy Reid, $8 million. Matt Rule, $8.5 million. All the overrated coaches is making the most money. That's cool. Sean McVay, $8.5 oh, oh, my gosh. John Harbaugh making $9 million. Sean Payton, 9.8. John Gruden was set <laughs> to make 10. <laughs> Pete Carroll, 11. And Bill Pelichek, 12 million. Bill's making 12 still, huh? He's number one highest paid coach in the NFL. Wow. So, yeah, if I'm Nick Saban, I'm making NFL Every, money. Yeah, like, why would you ever leave? Hey, what was Lincoln making again? I'm sorry. Lincoln Riley, yeah, at Oklahoma, yeah, seven point six seven. He's doing all right over there too. 
Yeah, like why why move to the NFL? Does it have USC's coach? I don't know if it's because I know Clay Hilton's been fired, so I don't know if USC. Um, because you just go to the interim head coach, but I don't know if that. Yeah, Clay Helton was listed here, uh, four point eight million. Dude, whoever gets his job, if it's a Cincinnati guy, take it, take that money and go. Yep, absolutely take it and go. I think he will too. He, I think he'll be on that list of uh, small list of coaches who could get an offer and take him. What was Kalani Sataki? Private school, so it's not listed. So the schools that we don't have details from, Jeff Munkin at Army, James Franklin at Penn State, Kalani Sataki at BYU, Manny Diaz at Miami, Jeff Halfley at Boston College, Troy Calhoun at Air Force, Dave Aranda at Baylor, and Clark Leah at uh, Vanderbilt. I'm interested in James Franklin because I want to know what the buyout is. How much is USD going to pay him to get his job? Well, what I'm confused by, it says that uh, his total pay is not listed, but his scheduled school pay is, and that's at $7 million. Dude, I want to know what he's making. So it's in the eight. He's, well, <clears throat> no, he's in that. He's probably he's close to $7 million. Just uh, how much of a pandemic pay cut did he take? Well, that's right. That's right. So that would put him in the top 10 of uh, college coaches and their salaries. Oh man! Hey, do you? Would, if you're James, Big Ten, does USC is that an attractive job? Just, I mean, financially, is it an attractive job? I mean, because if you're making making seven, more, you're making more at Penn State. Than yeah, what? I was gonna say. You're, uh, I mean, that's like, I mean, I don't know how much USC's. I don't know how much they can afford for James Franklin. So maybe you're like, oh, that's gonna go by the wayside unless James Franklin, for some stupid reason. Wants to go turn that crap show around, but like maybe like a Cincinnati coach who would really love a pay raise, I think would have interest in there, and maybe like the ladder climbs up for a guy like Jay Norvell who's doing great things with Nevada. Maybe he gets a maybe he gets a rise uh, from uh, Cincinnati. There, I think there's going to be some coaching carousel going on here. Oh, absolutely, I, I really do, and there. There will be several other coaches who get fired. Oh, heavens gracious, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yep, there's a list of guys on that. Uh, that How that. many in this top 25 lose their jobs? Clay Helton's already one who's out. Okay. Uh, let's see, top 25. <sighs> Was Gus Malzahn on that list? No, he's no. just giving up with Gus. Um, no. Nick Rolovich is going to lose his job, but he's not in the top 25, is he? How much is Nick making? Oh, that's a good question. Because he's going to lose his job. He ain't keeping it after this year. He's ranked 51st overall at $3 million. Oh, that's a cheap one. Yep, he's gone. Um, You're asking out of top 25 coaches, right? Yes. Nick, no. And coaching pay. Lincoln Riley, no. Um, I'm trying to think of the other guys you told me. Uh, go down that list, will you? Uh, really quickly. Okay, top 25 coaching salary. Yeah, so please. Nick Saban, Ed no, Orgeron. No. Actually, you know what? Ed's, Ed, Ed's going to be feeling I think Coach more. O's on yeah. a hot seat. Yep. David Shaw. No. Dabo Swinney. Nope. Lincoln Riley. No. Dan Mullen. No, no. but he's going to that seat's going to get a little bit warm. Jimbo Fisher. He's going to be feeling some warm on the seat. He didn't start picking it up. Well, he just earned himself extra time oh, yeah, they with beat that Alabama. big win. Yeah. Kirby Smart. No. Nope. Ryan Day. No. No. Gary Patterson. TCU. 
He's no. been there a long time, though, man. Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern? No. Chip Kelly at UCLA? Nope, not anymore. Mel Tucker at Michigan State? Nope. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas? Uh, that's too soon. Mark Stoops? Definitely not. Kyle Whittingham at Utah? Nope. No. Scott Frost at Nebraska? Yes. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. What is he making? $5 million. <laughs> He's gone. He's definitely not meeting their expectations. Kirk Ferentz at Iowa? Nope. No. Brian Harson at Auburn? Nope. For too year. soon. Mike Leach at Mississippi State? For same reason. Nope. Too soon. Lane Kiffin at Mississippi? No. Nope. Pat Narduzzi at Pittsburgh? Cool. I don't know if Pittsburgh can do much better right now, though. I just, I mean, you can't be beggars, can't be choosers right here. So I, I it's kind of hard. Then we mentioned Clay Helton at USC. Gone. Uh, that's an availability there. PJ Fleckett at uh, Minnesota. Yeah, he's been there for a little bit, hasn't he? I think he's probably safe. Uh, Jeff Braum at Purdue. Ask AJ Knight. And that's your top 25 in coaches' salaries. Wow. Highest paid coaches. Another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Hey, coming up. Uh, do you find it controversial with St. Louis and their move today? Uh, we'll also preview what's going on with uh, Major League Baseball. We Big pick game six. five, and we'll have our pick six coming up too. Fall is here, and we have traction on sale at Discount Tire and Automotive. Get a $50 instant rebate on your choice of any traction tires. And starting on October 13th, you can save up to $70 on a set of four Michelin tires. Choose Discount Tire and Automotive for the lowest tire prices anywhere. You won't find a better deal online or at any other store. Experience this sale the old-fashioned way or with our new state-of-the-art touchless tire service. Whichever way you choose to buy, you can bet on saving money and staying safe. Make your tire and service reservations online 24-7 at webtires.net or download our app. It's the Traction on Sale event at Discount Tire and Automotive. Go to Discount Tire, 895 North Main in Logan, 110 South Highway 165 in Providence, or 728 South Main in this is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston. You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs, now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I gotta tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, you know, with the weather getting colder, it might be worth making sure you've got the right battery to make sure your car starts in the cold weather. And if you're looking for that, or make sure you have the right wiper blades to clear the snow and ice off your windshield, go down to your local Napa Auto Parts store. There's five of them locally owned between Preston and Providence, and they can even help you install all of that into Napa Auto Parts, where they can make sure they help you get things done right. They sponsored the Dan Patrick Above the Noise. Uh, coming up next hour, uh, I think it's kind of a controversial move with uh, what St. Louis did. With their weird. Really weird. Makes and then no sense to me at all. Big game five tonight in the playoffs. 
Um, Utah Jazz had their last preseason of the preseason game yeah. of the preseason. Uh, then also we'll get into our pick six. And coming up next hour, don't forget the Old Grist Mill bread and butter play of the game from last night. And uh, what else happened last night for Region 11 football teams? We'll give you those score updates and uh, where things kind of sit right now throughout 4A football. So that's all coming up next hour. Stick around and this week in the Mountain West as well. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. If you go back about a year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in a much different place. In week five of 2020, they lost Thursday night to the Chicago Bears. Tom Brady famously holding up four fingers after he messed up the downs. That became a popular meme. No one stopped to say that Brady was still getting to know his team, and it was too early to panic. Instead, everyone joked that he was too old, and he had finally reached the cliff. We read way too much. Brady comes into tonight's game with the Eagles with a banged-up thumb. He managed to play through it last week, throwing for over 400 yards and five touchdowns against the Dolphins. But unlike last year, the Bucs are dealing with a number of injuries. If they do trip up in Philadelphia, you know what people are going to say. Same thing if they dominate. For a league that preaches one game at a time, we certainly like to overreact to everything we see when it's a standalone game in primetime. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Russ and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.net. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Call 1-888-4-ALANON. Alanon Family Groups. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan. 1069 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Buckwars. And here's what you need to know. And the game hasn't even started yet, and the Dodgers are already out there throwing change-ups. L.A. is going to make a move for the starting pitcher position 
Originally, it was Julio Urias, and now they're going to go with righty reliever Corey Knable as a starter against the Giants in tonight's deciding game five of the divisional round. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts does promise that the lefty Urias is who was the original starter. We'll see a lot of action tonight. Game starts at 9.07 Eastern, and the winner plays the Braves. The St. Louis Cardinals fire manager Mike Schilt despite the team's recent trip to the MLB wildcard game and late-season 17-game winning streak. It was all blamed on philosophical differences. And NFL Network reporting, Texans offensive lineman Laramie Tunsil will miss four to six weeks recovering from thump surgery. And Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson did not practice today because of an illness. I'm Brian Fenley. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. From both sides of the of ball clubs, they're just tremendous men, uh, tremendous ball players, and... For us as, a, as an industry, not to leverage um, these guys, and, and it's just a missed opportunity. So how do you do that? I, I really don't know. I just know that I have a respect uh, for a lot of these guys playing as ballplayers in this men. That is Dave Roberts ahead of tonight's massive Game 5 between the Giants and the Dodgers in the National League Divisional Series. Two on this, Vin Scully. Long-time famous play-by-play announcer for the Dodgers took to social media earlier this afternoon, and he said this. To my knowledge, tonight's game between the Dodgers and Giants is the most important game in the history of their rivalry. With nearly identical records and so much at stake, I believe this to be the case. Many of you might consider the 1951 game for the NL pennant to be bigger, Perhaps, but that was more about the greatest moment with Bobby Thompson's game-winning home run. I have one prayer for tonight's game. However it's decided, I hope there's no GOAT, no single player to shoulder the blame for a loss like Bill Buckner in the 1986 series between the Red Sox and the Mets. Jeez, it was sounding so good, and then he threw shots at the end. He's He's all like, yeah, I'm going to sound like a gentleman. Here, go Boston. Just don't pull this. By the way. Speaking of Buckner, or no, not Buckner, speaking of Vince Scully, I talked to somebody that you and I both know and criticized Vince Scully as an announcer. Uh, in what way? In his, the way he called a game. Huh. I'll have to tell you, you won't be surprised. It won't shock you after I tell you who it is, but I'm not going to tell you on the air. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, no. Hey, but okay, so is it the most important game in this rivalry? 51 was pretty special. And I know we always talk about the one moment, right? Um, but, you know, Bobby but, Thompson shot. I, yeah. Look, the Giants have won 107 games, the Dodgers have won 106 games. This is a winner take all, move on to the next. And likely the the best opportunist to make it to the uh, uh, whoever wins this is going to have a chance, the best chance of making the World Series out of the National League. Why do you say that? The Braves are right there waiting for him. 
Why are we counting out my Atlanta Braves? Stop it. Quit counting out my Braves, Eric. You're like, whoever wins this is going to the World Series. They're the no, better, they deeper they, team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. What does matter? Call. Then? 8-0-0-3. Vince Scully is the greatest baseball announcer ever. Amen. Eric, what do you mean? You, it's all about executing. What if Freeman goes three for three with two jacks in, you know, game one? What if free throws a gem in game two? Braves are up two games to none. It's a best of seven series, but you're already two games ahead. Quit counting out the Braves, dude. Enough. <laughs> God, I'm gonna. Oh, I swear. All right. So, anyways, Giants, Dodgers. Um, I, I want to say I saw somewhere. That this is the fifth take all winner take all game of two hundred plus win teams, um, and it was fifty one, uh, nineteen seventy one, seventy seven, uh, two thousand seventeen, and now here's the kicker to all that: in fifty one, the uh, the Giants won. And in 17, the Dodgers lost. So, they're part of that lore in history. Mm. I don't know, man. It's going to be a great game tonight. I hope it is, at least. I mean, you're going to see. It's interesting. The Dodgers showing a little gamesmanship, throwing their uh, bullpen guy out there and then letting Julio come out after that. I think what they do, they have him throw two innings. And then Julio right. can... And then Julio can throw six. That gets you to the eighth, and that allows your bullpen to do what they need to do with Jansen coming into close to ninth if they need it. Right. They they use the opening pitcher, not your starting pitcher, an opening pitcher. Yep. There's a difference. Yep. And uh, they do that, but Julio will still take a lot of the uh, the, the reps on the mound today. Uh, I love this. This is from Logan Webb, getting ready for <laughs> game day. Uh, and uh, the Giants and the Dodgers big game tonight. I've always loved Red Bull. I honestly started drinking it when I was in travel ball, when I, when I was really young. Um, don't be mad at my dad or mom or anything about that. But that was kind of me and my brother's thing. Uh, and I wouldn't say until until a couple of years ago. I, it's like right before, or right when I get to the field, uh, right before I start my stretch with the trainer, and then uh, at the end of my warm-up, so three. You put down three Red Bulls on game day, <laughs> making sure balls are going to be flying all over the place, he's dude. Got the full energy. Buster's like, throw me a uh, curveball. Throws a fastball. It hits a fan over on like the far left side. <laughs> Jeez, I'm doing three Red Bulls, man. Unnecessary. Uh, okay, so the game tonight, uh, seven o'clock on TBS. Series tied two apiece. Uh, no other games in baseball going on tonight. This is the show. Everything's on this game. Eric, it's pretty amazing. We're four games into the series, two of the best teams in the league, and we haven't had one single lead change. Not one. Four games in, two best teams, and not one lead change. Really? I didn't realize that. That is nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> and But here is, and, and what makes this game so tense and so just uneasy on you is Eric it only takes one bad break it only takes one bad hop maybe a bad call to go against you or to go for you to catch a break to just bring that door wide open let's hope that the game is settled on the field and not by the calls agreed 
And that, uh, and I'm with Vin. I hope there's not somebody who makes an egregious error and that becomes the main focus of this either, about how somebody screwed up. Let it be about just who outplayed the other guys. Not about a mistake, not about a questionable call. Uh, these are two great franchises who've had great seasons. They've performed well in the postseason. I, I, I can't expect anything different than what we're uh, scheduled to see tonight. Yeah, and I... Uh... The way the two teams have been hitting, like, I mean, game one, Giants hit the ball well. Game four, Dodgers crushed the ball. And so I, I, I hope, I mean, well, I wonder if the batters made adjustments here. Again, you're getting a guy coming out of the bullpen instead of Julio. And then you're getting, I think it's Webb, right, starting for the Giants tonight. Is it Logan Webb? Yes. Going for the Giants? Yep. Guy has a fastball. It's lively. But if, he's, but if he puts it in the wheelhouse... Dodgers are going to crush him. He's got to spot it. He's got to hit paint corners. He's got to he's got to get it out of the zone at times. Um, but you just you can't put it in the wheelhouse of the Dodgers because that team feasts on fastballs that are middle of the cut plate and they'll they'll blast it out of that park into the bay. Yeah, I, I'm excited for tonight. Uh, see what happens. Uh, anybody that. Uh, which of these, from a Braves point of view, which is the better matchup? <sighs> Giants, just because I think the Dodgers can unload on you at any point, anytime, any way, anywhere. They just, they can, dude. If they're down four in the bottom of the sixth, it's nothing to them. They come in the bottom of the eighth and they score seven on you. I, they Honestly, they have the ability to do that. The Giants don't. The Giants can put you in a spot where you feel uncomfortable... But it's they they I mean they can't use one inning to just lay it all onto you. It comes through spurts. Dodgers can do it in so many different ways. Wave and after wave. And, and dude, and we're talking about the best pitching staff in the in the league, Eric. Yeah, but it's also pitching staff that's been decimated by injuries a little bit. That's true. And they're fatigued now. I mean, look, Walker Biller just pitched for the first time on short rest in his career. Now he did well. He gave up back to back singles in the opening uh portion of the game, then worked around it, got himself and set the tone for the rest of the night. But Max Scherzer, Julio Uranus, um Dustin May's good. Cole Hamels is still there. I mean, so Clayton, there's no Clayton Kershaw, but they're still loaded it, I mean, on the mound. Uh, Roberts did say, he didn't make it clear, he does not plan on using Scherzer tonight. It's highly unlikely. Um, the goal uh, is still to uh, win the World Series um, and have Max starting game one uh, in the NLCS if we get there, um, increase that chance. Uh, but obviously, I'm not uh, immune to the fact that you don't get there unless you win game five. Um, but how he feels matters because uh, you still got to be effective. He's so right. You cannot use, if you want to use Julio, that's fine. You can't use Walker. You can't use Max. Um, you can use Duffy if you need to. And uh, who's Carahead? Well, uh, uh, Dustin May. You can use him too. I, I think Dustin May maybe sees an inning tonight. Um, but I would imagine they're going to go straight to the bullpen. The sooner they can get to Canley Jansen, the better off they're going to be. 5879. Mm. Guys, that's nothing in regards to the Red Bulls. I used to drink 15 a day on my deployment. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for your service, first of all. And wow. secondly, I, I got to know. 
You, you drink 15 Red Bulls a day, 5879. That cannot be helpful. What are you down to now? Like, there's no way you're still drinking 15 uh, a day, did right? Did you ever sleep? Like, did, yeah, did how your did body that ever, your body, like, man? Get to a point where it could calm down enough for you Though, to sleep? I mean, thank you for your service. We greatly appreciate it. But what are you down to? I mean, so, like, you drinking four or five Red Bulls a day? I got to know. That's, oh my gosh, my, that's so much sugar. Oh. Hey, another big news today in Major League Baseball, uh, St. Louis parting ways with Mike Schilt. Makes no sense. They fire him after that 17-game winning yeah. streak. He gets them into the playoffs, uh, and then they say, no, there was a, uh, what did they say? It was a, a philosophical differences that popped up What's recently. What kind of philosophical you going to let the guy go of something that just popped up recently? I mean, it must have been pretty dramatic. Yeah, I was going to say, it must have been pretty huge, whatever it was. Makes no sense. I was reading some tweets from the Cardinals and fans. Some of them were thrilled about it. They're like, oh, thank goodness. Some of the riders are like, well, it was probably time anyways. Well, he was coming up on... Uh, uh, John Russell, Tony LaRusso, Tony LaRusso, back to the Cardinals. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, they want nothing to do with that. Uh, no, they're done with that. Um... This is, um, uh, sorry, baseball operations, president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. says, all I can say is where we felt the team was going, we were struggling, struggling to get on the same page. With him having one year remaining on his contract, we could have gone into 2022 having that over him, and we just decided that internally it would be best to separate now and take a fresh look as we head into a new season. Hope you can find it. It's weird. I don't. I don't get it. Hope you can find it. Hey, who do you got tonight in Game Five? I'm gonna go with the Giants. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. It's in their place. Uh, favorable field. Um, I know it's big rivalry. They've. I mean, both teams have played a lot of baseball there. Yeah. But um, San Francisco. Look, originally this was even. But San Francisco has moved ahead. It was even, and now San Francisco's ahead? Yes. By what? It's uh, minus 111. <laughs> Give me the under and Skittles. I know, it's in, I know it's in the Bay. I get it. But I like San Francisco and the Skittles. I mean, Dodgers and the Skittles. Uh, Eric, we got to get to our uh, bread and butter play of the week here, presented by Old Griff's Mill. Um, by the way, they're, they're pumpkin chocolate chip bread. You microwave that like you, slice of bread. Did you get into that? Oh, dude. I, I told you. I'm so fat now. Little microwave action. Oh. Big stick of butter on there. Let it melt. No, I don't put any butter on it. Oh, you got to slap no. some butter no, on no, it. No, 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 no. You don't damage that beautiful bread with butter. <laughs> so here's the deal. You all know the drill. 435-752-1069. We got our bread and butter play the game. Come on, old Christmas. We'll come back. We'll have our pick six on the, on the fan. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. 
Save your asphalt shingle roof before costly replacement and repair work is needed. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is the answer to roof rejuvenation without replacement. Asphalt shingles dry out over time and become brittle. RoofMax rejuvenates those shingles, extending the life of your asphalt shingles up to 15 years beyond the warranty with a simple maintenance process. Don't replace, rejuvenate. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our integrity price guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Are you confused by TV commercials telling you all that you're missing from your Medicare coverage? These national ads are offered by people you will never hear from again and are only interested in selling you something. Let us answer your questions and show you in detail your Medicare options. We're your local agent, here to help throughout the year. Please call 752-9493. Why not take advantage of every benefit available? Come see us or call 752-9493. Al Sporting Goods has season ski and board rentals ready to go. $89 for youth, $109 for adults. There is no reason to do weekly rentals, spend hundreds on equipment that kids will grow out of in a year, or ski on two, three, even 10-year-old equipment. Al's has new ski and boards that you pick up now and bring back next April. No hassle, no fuss. Plus, receive a free Cherry Peak Day Pass. Youth rentals, just $89. Adult rentals, only $109. These preseason prices will go up. So get there today. Al's Sporting Goods, every sport, every season. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paper, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. By the way, big congratulations to Debbie Murray. She got it correct last night. Between uh, Skyview and Bountiful, the Red Hawks now, that took me some getting used to. My wife went there, and we've heard all about Bountiful over the years. Uh, But uh, Skyview, Old Grist Mill, Bread and Butter play the game from last night. 95-yard touchdown kickoff return for Cole Watterson. It was uh, about 11 minutes ago in the second quarter that helped uh, Skyview tie the game at 14 apiece. Unfortunately, that's as close as they would get because Bountiful pulled away after that. Uh, So a loss for Skyview last night. Uh, Ridgeline uh, pulled away. Uh, The first quarter for Ridgeline and Box Elder was kind of a back-and-forth affair. Uh, Box Elder went for two and took the lead briefly, and then then Ridgeline just poured it on. Though uh, Box Elder was able to score more points 
than just about anybody's been able to all year. But still, Ridgeline wins by 30. And then Mountain Crest on the road at Maple Mountain, and uh, they just couldn't stop the running a game for Maple Mountain. And uh, what AJ say? They had one running back that went over 200 yards? 238 yards, man. Crazy. So Mustangs uh, ending their regular season on a sour note. Uh, we'll find out the final RPI rankings and playoff standings on Saturday morning. So stay tuned for that. We'll make sure we publish that on CashValleyDaily.com. Hey, so, <laughs> they deleted it. So the, Tug- the Salt Lake Tribune put out an article about Dwayne Lade and explaining out who he is. Here's his quote. I understand what I'm perceived as in a lot of rooms I walk in, but I also understand once you get to know me more, once you peel back the layers, the reality is not what you see. And that's the Utah State. That's the Utah State. All uh, right. The, the Tribune has deleted that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Was that intended to be that's the state of Utah? It might be, but uh, you know how the Tribune can be. They can mishandle things sometimes. Uh, 9315, before the start of the show, with pick six results, we need to have an over-under with the listeners if Eric or AJ wins pick six. There's only like seven people listening, so I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. 5879, we were working hard. This is in regard to Red Bulls, 15 a day. We were working hard. I slept like a baby because we were so worn out. They were unlimited, free, and I was a lot younger. I am down to a few Diet Mountain Dews a day now. Good for you. Uh, good. It's a good swing. Oh, man. Stuff will kill you. All right, AJ, we need to get into our pick six. Let's get naughty. No. Let's get into our pick six. Naughty. No. It's not how it works. As uh, 5879 would say when he drank the Red Bulls, let's get naughty with the body. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. It's the Full Court Press Pick 6. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. Six things we think will happen this weekend. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. All right, AJ. Dave, you never said thank you for your gift. Did you like it or did you hate it? You hated it, huh? What gift? Don't. They were sitting on your desk. I don't know who Bull that came crap. from. Just Bull because crap. something's on my desk doesn't mean who I will automatically assume it that? comes from you. Who else is going to give you that, Eric? It could be any number of people. No. No one else is going to. Bill Walter ain't going to give you that. It could have come from TBAA. <laughs> yeah. He ain't. No. No, he's a kiss up. He ain't doing that. I'm right. He's a kiss up. To me. So that came from you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. You don't even care. You hate it. I'll put it in the stash. Yeah, it's going to go freaking stale. That's great. It'll be hard. and I'll use it to throw at people when they bother me in my cubicle. Or All right, let's get to our pick six. We're running gonna, out of time here. You're going to walk over to me and bother me and throw them at me. Just, I could lob them from like dude, four cubicles away. Dude, I could totally away. see that. I just stuck in cover I under Kyle's a violent atmosphere. cubicle. Let's blame it on him. God. Okay, so I won last week. I'm going to defer. I'm going to make you go first. Okay, game one of the uh, Red Sox and Astros cheating series. This is the American League cheating series between the two teams. Home runs in game one between two teams combined. I'm going to set it at four and a half over under. Sorry, this is Astros and... Red Sox. Well, that's the only two teams playing in the Sox AL cheating series, Eric. Game, Come on. In game one. Yes. I'm making sure I'm writing it Come on. properly. Game okay, two. what are the line you're setting at? Four and a half home runs combined. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. 
There's going to be lots of banging and uh, trash cans and whistling. So, go team. Uh, let's see here. Georgia, Eric, and Kentucky. Georgia favored by 21 and a half over under. Number 11, Kentucky inside the hedges in Sanford Stadium versus Georgia. 21 and a half is the line. Georgia over Kentucky by 21 and a half. Over um, under. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. By the way, it's the second. It's, it, they're the only second team in college football ever to be a team that has played two top 10 teams and be favored by 14 and a half in points and by more and could become the first team to ever cover on both spreads. Incredible. Wow. Incredible what they're doing, man. That is. Uh, hey, Matt Wells needs this one really badly. Texas Tech is at Kansas inside David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. Texas Tech favored by 17.5 against the 1-4 Jayhawks. Do they cover 21.5 over under? I mean, sorry, 17.5 over under Texas Tech. Texas Tech over Kansas by 17.5? Yep. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I thought I was going to get you. I'm also taking the under. I think Kansas makes this a game. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Go ahead. We'll have time for a tiebreaker. Yeah, we're going to need it. I actually got one for you. Okay. Sam Merrill and the Memphis Grizzlies play at Chicago tomorrow okay. night in their last preseason game. Sam Merrill points. Ten and a half. Uh, over. I'm also going to take the over. Okay, Utah State passing yards at UNLV. 375 and a oh, half. Uh, under. I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to be a passing free-for-all for Utah State. Okay, and then finally, uh, for me, this is going to the NFL. Um, Packers are at the Bears. Historic rivalry. It used to be. Well, <laughs> used to be. Uh, Bears trying to... They started off strong. They've kind of had a slip here. But um, Packers by five. Over. Aaron Rodgers is going to kill him. Sorry, I'm going to put five and a half. Over. Wait, you said... Wait, what, wait. Packers by five and a half, right? Yes. Over. And we're talking about the score. The score. Okay. Uh, I'm... I'll take the over. Don't like it, but I will. All right, you got a tiebreaker? Okay, Air Force is at Boise State. Fresno State's at Wyoming. Um, I was about to ask you, would Fresno State, or would Wyoming beating Fresno State, would you consider an upset or no? Yeah. Okay, who gets the upset? Air Force or Wyoming? Wyoming's home against Fresno State. Air Force is at Boise State. Who gets the upset? Oh, uh, I'll probably go with... I'm going to go with Air Force. I'm going to go with Wyoming at home. Those are going to be two very good ball games in the Mount West Conference. 130 uh, for Fresno State, Wyoming. Late one. I, no, it's an early one, isn't it? Oh, no, it's 7 o'clock. Air Force, Boise State. On FS1. Uh yeah. Well, the the yeah the F the uh, Air Force Boise team yeah sorry, seven o'clock on FS one. Fresno State Wyoming on FS two. Yeah, isn't it weird? Uh, you know, so we're basic we're picking winners, right? Is yep, Wyoming? Yep, yep. Or Air Force? Yep. Of those, and you might be right. I think Air Force that? gets Boise State. 
They have a way of just attacking Boise State that Boise State cannot stop a running game. Certainly Boise's got to have a huge shot of, of confidence after what they did on the road. Sure, but Provo. BYU shot themselves in the foot too. Yes, gave the, way, gave the ball away a lot. And they, can't, and they still can't stop the run. And Air Force, as we know, likes to run the ball, and they got the guys to do it. Can I change my Packers-Bears? Yep, go ahead. To a different line? Because I'm a nice guy, go. That's that's kind of a dumb game, actually. More than the yeah, more and you, more that I think when about you it, said that I was like, I'm going to take the over uh, <laughs> by a lot. Okay, I'm going to go Chargers and Ravens instead. Kay. Baltimore by three and a half. Oh, it's a good line. Is that at Baltimore? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good line. Three and a half. I'm going to yes. take the over. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I don't. Chargers are doing some pretty special things. I don't blame you right now. This week in the Mountain West, coming up next.